Good morning, good people. My name is Nikki, and I'm your host of the Black Girl Budget Podcast. The Black Girl Budget Podcast has an international audience with listeners from Mexico, Brazil, and Ukraine, to name a few. Welcome to Season 4, where I'm teaching you how to recognize and avoid pyramid schemes, various kinds of scams, predatory lending practices, and so much more. With nearly 33,000 downloads on the podcast, the Black Girl Budget community is growing, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome to episode three of season four. Um, our 30 day spending challenge is still going for the month of August. And remember, I don't care how much money you spend as long as it's within budget. But the goal is to track our spending for the entire month. And by tracking our spending, we will see if we are overspending or underspending. And then we'll go over some ways to adjust that spending. I also released a new resource earlier this month called the Ultimate Budget Blueprint that keeps your budget organized. The budget blueprint is reusable and comes with three months of budgeting, spending trackers, and notes. The budget blueprint performs the calculations for your budget as you enter in your information. So grab your budget blueprint from the Black Girl Budget website and join our 30-day challenge. Now, in today's episode, we are talking about romance scams. And I'm actually really excited to talk about this because I think sometimes we hear the name of a certain kind of scam and we think, oh, that could never involve me. But I might have to change the name of this to love scams by the end of this episode because they're like we're all potentially victims um, to this kind of scam because it's not that they're targeting, you know, love that you have for a person. They could be targeting love that you have for something. And we'll get into that in a second. But I'm very excited to talk about this topic because I do have some homework for y'all to do after the end of this episode. So let's jump right in. So a romance scam is a trick where the scammer pretends to have romantic feelings and or intentions toward the victim in order to gain their trust and affection. And then they'll get the victim to send money under some kind of false pretenses. Now, these kind of scams don't just focus on money. The scammers will try to get access to bank accounts, credit cards, emails, social security numbers, and passports. Or they'll convince the victim to commit the scam themselves. These kind of scams are also referred to as dating scams. So if you hear romance or dating scam, those are the same thing. Between 2017 and 2021, people reported a loss of $1.3 billion to dating scams. And I know y'all like Nikki, girl, give us give us what the individual people are losing, right? So on average, um, people are losing $2,400 to these kind of scams. Y'all, that's a paycheck, twice someone's rent or mortgage, a whole emergency fund. Like, that's a lot of money. So we definitely need to be aware that this game is out there. And um, I just, I, I read some headlines earlier this week. And here's some of the headlines related to romance scams that are out there. Quote, Metro Man ordered to pay $1.3 million for romance scam using words with friends to lure in women. I really enjoyed words with friends. I haven't played it in years, but I really enjoyed that game. Um, another headline said, woman who fell for romance scam taken captive. Another one says, Maryland man accused of laundering millions from multiple victims in romance scams. And another one I saw said, Lincoln man loses at least $150,000 in Facebook romance scam. Now, these headlines are all from the last week. So this kind of scam is not uncommon 
or old or something that happened, you know, years ago. People are currently being taken advantage of by these scams. So we all need to be on alert. And notice from the headlines that both men and women can be victims to this kind of scam. So don't just think, oh, well, I'm a man. This will never happen to me. Or I'm a woman. This won't happen. It literally does not matter. Even if you don't identify as man, you can still possibly be a victim. So we're always going to be on the alert because of what do I tell y'all? Anyone can get the scam. Now, while I've been talking about different scams um, on Instagram and TikTok in the scam series and during our podcast season, I've gotten quite a few comments from people saying some kind of variation of how are people still falling for this? <laughs> and specifically on TikTok. Y'all are ruthless on TikTok. Y'all, y'all don't have no empathy on TikTok. So people are just like, how are people still being victimized by the scams that are out there? And, you know, people become victims to scams for all kind of reasons. And the romance scam is no different. A lot of people are being targeted through dating apps that they intentionally join. So if someone is on a dating app, they're literally looking for romance and or dating. So when a message pops up, romance scam might not be the first thing that comes to their mind. Not to mention this kind of scam isn't as immediate as the phone and text scams that we discussed in our last episode. Those kind of scams, people are calling you right then. They're trying to scam you right then. They're texting you. They want to scam you right then. With these, this is kind of a scam that takes time because the scammer is trying to build up that trust and affection. And keep in mind, the romance scam can also happen with someone in person. This is not just an online thing. Um, A couple of the things that I read when I was researching, uh, they're like, you know, Romance scams are when people create fake profiles online. Some people are creating profiles online as themselves and meeting with people in person and then scamming them for all of their money. So if you saw the documentary on Netflix called um, The Tinder Swindler, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen this documentary, you should definitely check it out. Here's a short version. The scammer, Simon Levive, I believe he was born Simon Hyatt. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. He met people on Tinder and then emotionally manipulated them into giving him money to pay for his lavish lifestyle. This this scam was so wild to me because not only was he scamming people, but the way that he was doing it kind of operated like a Ponzi scheme. And remember, we talked about Ponzi schemes already. This kind of operated as a Ponzi scheme because he would scam one woman and once she started sending him money, he would use the money that she was scamming to fund his lifestyle and gifts that he was giving to the next woman that he was scamming. So he'd meet woman number two and, you know, he's giving her gifts, taking her on trips, they're meeting up, spending all this money. And it was really the the money from woman number one, right? And then he'd move on to woman number three. Now she's getting, you know, the lifestyle that's being supplied by woman number one and woman number two. So he was really like, he must have had some kind of system going on because it is definitely Ponzi scheme vibes. So he's emotionally manipulating people that he met on Tinder, but 
Simon meets them in person. He gave them gifts. He met them in fancy hotels, had dinner on private jets. And he even had one victim believing that they were going to move in together with a monthly, I think the monthly rent budget was like $15,000 a month or something. So this wasn't just an online thing. Like he met these people in person, had relationships with them, um, and, you know, scammed them. So just keep in mind, it's more than just an online thing. This can be happening to you in person as well. Now, emotional manipulation is a big part of this kind of scam. Um, the goal is to get people emotionally invested. So when the scam part actually drops, they are operating off of their emotions, right? Off of their fear for their loved one, their desire to help their loved one. Um, the fact that they love this person, right? They're operating off of those emotions. So in the Tinder Swindler documentary, which is very hard to pronounce, <laughs> in that documentary, uh, Simon got his victims emotionally invested and manipulated them by saying that his, quote, enemies were after him or that he'd been attacked by his enemies. And he literally... I kid y'all not. I really, I really hope y'all go watch this if y'all haven't seen it. But he literally sent, uh, I think, two separate women pictures of him and his bodyguard, like, bleeding and kind of beat up in the back of an ambulance to basically prove that his enemies were after him and that he had been attacked. He also uh, convinced them that his uh, security had been breached and so all of his debit cards and credit cards had been frozen. Now, let me back up. Simon had been lying to the people and saying that he was the son of a wealthy, like, diamond seller. And so to think that these women were sending him money was ridiculous because he he was wealthy, right? But what he did is he's like, yeah, I'm wealthy, kind of gave them this lavish view of him. And then when the scam dropped, he, you know, made up a, an excuse for why he could not access the wealth that he told them he had. So it's little things like that where people are like, oh my gosh, it's so ridiculous. Like, why would you send him money knowing he's wealthy? The the scammer is going to get you all the way involved, right? And then when there are certain ways that, you know, they should be able to access their own money or cash or family for that matter, matter for some reason, they can't. And that's all part of the scam. So there were all of these excuses to get the victim to send over money. And in two of the cases, the women believed that they were helping their partner because they were dating him. Uh, they thought that they were helping their partner during a scary time. The third victim in this documentary was actually a friend who believed that she was helping her friend who was desperately in need of cash. So again, this wasn't even, Tinder Swinder wasn't even just romance it was also with one of his platonic friends who sent him thousands of dollars as well so the women took out personal loans in this documentary they emptied their savings uh they gave money that they could not afford to give and simon even convinced one of the victims to lie to american express and say that she was making ninety four thousand dollars a month every single month she was making ninety four thousand i I couldn't even imagine. I got, like, American Express who? Girl, I'm about to go blow this cash. Okay. <laughs> so, so she lied to American Express and said that she was making $94,000 a month in order to get a larger credit limit. So see how, like, even though they're scamming you out of money, sometimes they are scamming people 
to to get them to commit the fraud right to commit the act so that it will benefit the scammer at some point so if she gets this larger amount of credit based off of a ninety four thousand dollar a month salary then he can use her credit cards and you know swipe that card even more meanwhile for this particular woman um he was swiping for all kind of travel um, and just telling her that, you know, he was kind of on the run and that he needed to get away from his enemies. But I mean, my guy was running up a whole check. So you definitely got to check out this this documentary this weekend if you haven't seen it because it blew up earlier this year. I believe it dropped in 2022. Now, some of Simon's victims really did believe um that they that they were in love with this man that you know they were going to be together and they responded as a lot of people would respond to their partner being in trouble i mean if you're in a relationship right now or you know if you have loved ones and family members if they called you right now was like listen the people are after me sending you pictures of them being harmed and in the back of an ambulance i mean we're definitely going to call and be like who do we need to come fight but we're probably going to rush to the aid of our partners or our family or our friends and, you know, help them as best as we can. But the Tinder swindler, his scam was pretty much the same. It did switch up a little bit. But just remember that there are other variations of the romance scam. So people might even, and this is in the beginning of of dating and courting. You know, you might be talking to someone. You might be feeling them. You really might not be feeling them, right? And they might say something like, oh, man, you know, my grandparent just passed away or someone in their family just passed away. But they don't have any money to go to the funeral. Like, can you spot me until I get paid or until I can pay you back? Something like that, right? And then you thinking like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm really into this person. Or, oh, that's kind of sad. I'm going to give them, you know, $200 or $150, maybe $75. That's just another variation of the romance scam, right? At the end of the day, they need money. Uh, Someone might also say that they want to come visit you, but they don't have the money. And so they're now, you know, hinting or asking you directly to send them the money. Um, And then we have the I'm in danger and I need money. That one is I feel like that one's really effective because it's like if you're in danger, I'm I'm going to want to make sure that you are safe and that you, you know, you're not running around the streets like you have somewhere to go and be safe. So you're going to wire money, cash out money, PayPal, Zelle all those good things and then of course there's the family emergency that ends with can you send me some money all in all no matter what the variation is it's going to end with them saying can you send your boy or girl some cash right so just watch out for that variation and with as much information as we put on the internet now it can be very easy for a romance scammer to study your instagram youtube tiktok facebook and twitter right and come up with things that you all have in common so you guys can quote unquote hit it off right (laughs) immediately and and they're doing that in order to to gain your trust to get that affection early on to really make it seem like it's this whirlwind kind of a love now some people are targeted on dating apps but other people have been targeted on words with friends which again i have not played in years but i really did enjoy that game so keep in mind that It's not just the dating apps where people are targeting because a third of the victims in 2021 who were victims of romance scams said that they met their scammer on Facebook or Instagram. So it's not just the dating apps. It's the social media apps. It's 
the the game apps, literally any app in which you can communicate with someone, beware. Just beware that there might be a scammer lurking, okay? Just lurking and waiting to, to get somebody. And remember what I said. Anyone can catch the scam. That includes you. So it's very important to be on alert. And I, I hate to be like, you know, we always have to be on alert 24-7 and we have to keep our defenses raised. I, I mean, we're going to get to the red flags. And it's really when you start to notice these red flags, when something seems a little off, is really when you should start shutting it down. And I don't mean to, you know, say every time you talk to someone, they're going to be a scammer. That's not the case whatsoever. But you trust your gut, trust your intuition. Something seems a little off. Something doesn't seem right. Seem a little funky. Follow that intuition and run, okay? <laughs> now, I also watched um, the docuseries on Netflix called Bad Vegan. And I noticed that this, this okay, this wasn't actually a romance scam. If you haven't seen this docuseries, I'm going to give you the short version as well. So short version is that um, Sarma Mangalis becomes a restaurant owner of a vegan spot in Manhattan. The restaurant is successful, right? At some point, Sarma marries this guy named Anthony Starges, I believe. And Anthony convinces her through a number of different ways to allegedly loan him some money. And I'm I'm not talking some money. I'm talking thousands of dollars, like a $10,000 check here, $50,000 wire there, $90,000, $180,000. She ends up loaning him $1.6 million from her business. So the money goes from her business into her personal bank account, and then she would transfer it to his account. And I'm not going to spoil like the good details for you guys, but what I noticed in this particular docuseries is that Sarma did not give Anthony this money because she loved Anthony or was emotionally invested in him. In fact, she wasn't. That was obvious. To me, it was. She wasn't in love with him. She wasn't emotionally invested in him. But she gave him this money because he was selling her an immortality, happily ever after, utopian kind of dream, right? And she was in love and emotionally invested in that dream. So this is why I may have to call this the love scam instead of the romance. Because we can be scammed if we are in love with an idea or a concept and not necessarily being in love with a specific person, which is very important for us to to remember is that, you know, we all have some idea or vision of the life we want to have, the life we want our kids to have or our family to have. And we really can be in love and emotionally invested in that vision. And so, you know, are we willing to give money to someone who says that we can achieve that thing if we just give them ten thousand dollars today and then five thousand tomorrow and another fifteen and that's that's what Anthony does in this docuseries you know he's like we're so close to the goal we're so close to the goal you know just give me you know another wire transfer of thirty thousand dollars sixty thousand dollars and so he keeps telling her we're so close we're so close to the goal but obviously they are not so even when we think of love scams dating scams romance scams there is just something that we are that we're emotionally invested in, that we're in love with. And it doesn't have to be a person, but it can be a thing, a concept, an idea. And people are literally harping on that and taking advantage of it. And that's how they are getting money out of us. So keep that in mind as well, because 
you know, like I said, scammers adapt very well. We just need to be aware of what red flags we should be looking at and some of the variations that are out there. So let's talk about some of these red flags because I know y'all like Nikki. Girl, what do I need to be on the lookout for? And this one is a little tricky because some of the red flags are things that may happen during the regular dating process. So one thing to know is that the scammer, potential scammer, is very quick to call it love. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in love with you. I feel like this is love. This is, you know, first time I've ever been really in love with someone. Like, they are just throwing the word love out left and right, okay? Red flag. They are trying to shower you with gifts. Red flag. They are immediately calling you their soulmate. Red flag. But those are all things that may happen during the dating process between people who are just really, really into each other. And so you have to remember, like, is this potential scammer or am I really feeling this person right now? Right. And and that's why I'm saying immediately you might not think scammer, red flag, but you got to you got to peep game early on and just listen to your gut and your intuition. And this is really like a totality of the circumstances kind of thing. Like you might need to catch two or three red flags before you actually realize, hold on, this isn't actually love. So. Another red flag is if you check the person's social media platforms and their profiles are vague, they don't have a lot of friends or followers, there maybe aren't a lot of posts on their page, there isn't a lot of engagement on their posts, at least not from consistent people like friends and family. Red flag, right? But what if that person just isn't really into social media? Does it automatically make them a scammer? Of course not. But again, red flag especially if we put this in conjunction with someone who says on day two I'm in love with you I want to marry you let's have kids and then you look at their profile you're like sir you don't even have friends ma'am you don't even have anyone you know commenting like oh my god my sister looks so cute my daughter looks so cute my brother is amazing like you you we can't be in love if you don't have people you know at least commenting hyping you up from time to time something so again you kind of want to look at it as like overall the big picture like how are these red flags sticking out to me another one is if you start asking a lot of questions and you want like the detailed information that's like you're asking questions like I want all the details like what were you wearing that day right and the story is a little vague or it starts to fall apart or it doesn't make sense red 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 flag if the person promises to meet you in person but they always back out and they have an excuse that's another red flag and we know from the show catfish that it could legit just be someone catfishing people and not necessarily for the money but again red flag now the biggest and brightest red flag is if they ask you for money and they may start off small with twenty dollars or fifty dollars just to see if you'll send it, right? I I don't really need the 20 or the 50 right now. I just want to see if they're really going to send me money. They may even pay you back to really gain your trust. Like, oh, thanks for letting me borrow that 50. Here's your 50 back. Thanks for letting me borrow that 100. Here's your 100 back. So in the future, when they ask you for larger amounts, the victim, right, has a record of the scammer paying them back. And if the scammer asks for money to pay for travel in order to come see the victim, that's a red flag. Another red flag. Now, it could be a city girl, but 
we're going to go at red flag in this episode. <laughs> if, if they're saying, hey, I want to come visit you, um, but I don't have money to travel. Can you send me money? Red flag. With this kind of scam, you really have to keep in mind that some of this behavior is might just be part of the dating process. But when you start putting it all together, you'll see how the red flags are starting to stack up. And your intuition may even be telling you to run. So listen to that as well. Watch out for the manipulation. That's going to be another red flag. And we don't recognize manipulation, but you can like you can start to catch on to it a little bit. Sometimes, sometimes some people are really good sometimes. So I'm just going to say watch out for the manipulation where you can catch it. Watch out for that sense of urgency. My enemies are trying to attack me. I just got beat up. This is an emergency. It's going down right now. Sense of urgency, red flag. If they are guilting you into sending the money, I really thought you loved me. I thought you wanted to be together. I thought you wanted me to come see you. Red flag. We don't need love that has guilt, you know, underlining it, right? Love bombing. I really, really love you. I love you so much. I really want to be with you. Just, you know, send me some money. We'll be together because I really love you. And this is all going to be great. Those things are all going to be red flags. Now, with all those things combined, it should just be shouting out scam alert. Like scam likely, just like the cell phones do. Scam likely is what it should be shouting out to you. If you are getting all of that combined, scam likely, honey, just run, just run. In the Bad Vegan docuseries, though, in the opening scene, you can hear how Anthony was using emotions to control Sarma's reaction and her ultimate decision to send him money. I mean, the, the amount of cussing in that first opening scene is wild but um there's also some threatening and just the aggression and that urgency like it's all right there in the opening scene Uh, so you know that's going to be another red flag is just how they're playing on your emotions and how they're trying to get you to do something right now and it could be any emotion it could be fear anger happiness sadness it literally any emotion that is going to get you to send the money is what they're going to focus in on Now, honestly, we could try to avoid being scammed if we just don't give our money to people we don't know that we haven't met in person or we haven't known that long. But, you know, that not giving your money, again, is not the only way to avoid being scammed because, like I said earlier, they're going to try to get your email information, your bank account, your social security, like the people are going for any and everything that will eventually lead them to money so just not giving them your money might not be the thing that that helps you avoid the scam so just keep that in mind it's not always about the money but some scammers are in this for the long haul and they're trying to rack up as much information about you that will get them to the money very easily now let's say you find yourself in this kind of situation either right now or in the future you just you find yourself giving money to a scammer. You recognize that this is a scam and, you know, like, what do you do? Or you start to have the inclination that this is a scam, that this person isn't really here for you. They don't really love you. What do you do? Like, when is enough enough? And this was the question that I had in my mind when I watched Tinder Swindler and Bad Vegan because I just kept asking myself, why are they not saying no? I've given you enough. And honestly, in Bad Vegan, she does eventually say that. But I mean, after $1.6 million, she says it. 
when is enough enough? Like, how do I know that I need to stop giving this person money? Because the scammers will continue to take money so long as you give it to them. There is no scammer who's going to be like, oh my gosh, (laughs) no, you sent us too much. Please, we're not going to ask you for any more, right? So when is enough enough? The first thing you need to always keep in mind is don't ever send more money to anyone, family, romance, scammer, friends, whoever. Don't ever send more money than you can afford to lose. That means that you still need to be able to pay your bills. Don't ever send someone so much money that after you send it, you cannot afford to pay your own bills. You're setting yourself up for failure. Don't ever do that. In the tender swindler, one of the victims had to actually move back in with her mother because she had no money left after sending everything to Simon. She would like her mother was like, I need you to come home right now because what is happening? Um, the other thing is do not take out large loans, large or small, I don't even care, to then hand that money over to someone else. This is going to affect your credit score, especially if you can't pay it back. Do not lie to any banking institution in order to get bigger loans, more credit, or more cash for yourself or anyone else. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. And remember, someone has to pay this money back, so it's not worth it. If you're looking for something to do this weekend, I'm telling y'all, grab a nice snack, kick your feet up, and watch The Tinder Swindler and Bad Vegan, and let me know what you think. I thought both of these docuseries were very eye-opening and you you think to yourself like I will never allow myself to be scammed like this and you might be right you might be wrong but even aside from that it's a really good way to get into the the mind of how some of these scammers are operating but also especially for the tinder swindler you know one of the victims was this guy's friend they they had no relationship romantic relationship They were just friends and they hung out together and there was that lavish lifestyle component, you know, buying drinks, going on yachts, cruises, all that good jazz. And so then when it was time for her to, you know, give him money, she was like, of course, this is my friend. We've hung out and he spent money on me before. Therefore, I can, you know, let him borrow this money. And so when you watch stuff like this, it kind of opens up another aspect of the scamming world that you just may not have thought of so i'm telling y'all grab your friends grab your parents i actually watched bad vegan with my parents and y'all we were disgusted at the amount of money that was leaving this lady's account so grab your friends grab your family definitely check out tender swindler on netflix if you haven't seen it already and also check out bad vegan on netflix if you haven't seen that now i'm not gonna lie to y'all bad vegan starts off very slow like they did not have me in the first half so if you watch it try to make it to episode two and then go from there it's only four episodes so it's not like you'll be watching this for the next couple of weeks Um, but definitely check those two out and then let me know what you all think it seems like it can't happen to us until we look up and we've sent someone thirty dollars here seventy five dollars there and before we know it we've sent thousands of dollars with no return in sight so definitely check those docuseries out (laughs) as we continue to move through this season share this information with friends and family and please save a budget don't forget to subscribe to the podcast channel and the youtube channel and follow me on instagram and tiktok for more daily content thanks for joining the black girl budget podcast and i'll talk to you next week